Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you fall in love with the process rather than the product, you do not have to wait to give yourself permission to be happy. You can be satisfied anytime your system is running. James Clear. And welcome back to another coffee talk. Today, um, we've got a nice just juice brewed because today is the first ever espresso brew of coffee talk. So one of the things that I actually wanted to do for 2020 is split up the coffee talk so that you guys not only know what kind of topics you're getting into before you click or before you listen, but also too, so that I could branch out and talk about, I guess, like a few more different topics or differentiating topics. So today being the first ever espresso brew, uh, espresso is going to basically be anything that's just related, anything that's adulting, anything that's motivating, that is all going to be topics that would fit under the espresso category. Now the other three categories of coffee talks are going to be original coffee talks, which are kind of like if we were sitting over a cup of coffee and having life chats together, they'll be kind of more inspirational, more personal, more just, I guess, general. They're, they're the ones that you've basically been listening to up until now. And then the other two brews of coffee talks are going to be decaf, which is like health and wellness, environmental, staying more balanced in that kind of aspect of life. And then the last one is cosmic cups and the cosmic cup or cosmic brews are going to be like more spiritual and you know, like do aliens exist? And I guess more of like the hypothetical questions of life. So today we're starting off with an espresso shot, which means we're going to be talking, I guess, kind of like just 
or just motivation. I, we're gonna be talking about how to change your habits, okay? So one of the books that I'm actually reading right now, I'm not finished it yet, but it's Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he's actually the guy who I started off the quote with for today's podcast. And uh, this book has been very eye-opening for me because I feel like I'm a big feeler, right? I feel like I'm very right-brained, which means that I tend to kind of tap into my intuitive feelings and my emotions more than I tap into kind of my logical side or my more, I don't know, I just, that's just kind of the way my cookie crumbles. So to read this book, Atomic Habits, it's been super eye-opening in the sense of it's made me, I guess, more aware or just download more of the logical side of habits and instead of being like you know why am I doing this habit like what emotion is this tied to like what triggered this what did that instead of looking at habits that way I've just kind of I guess looked at habits as more of what's a good way to put it uh I guess just more objectively and just been like you know what do you like this habit or do you not like it and given that answer, are you gonna keep it or are you gonna ditch it? Or if there's a habit that you're not already doing and you wanna introduce it into your life, like basically connect it to a good why and then find a way to do so. And just, yeah, that's been kind of the mood going into 2020. I feel like I've been further sharpening a lot of the habits that I already had going, as well as creating some new ones. And in a lot of ways, kind of conjoining the idea of being more logical about habits, but also kind of sinking them to happier and more positive emotions. So it's been an experience, you know? And I figured that I could sum up some of the ways that I've found has helped me change my habits, whether I've been adopting new habits or trying to kick bad habits and put them all into one little espresso coffee brew for you. So with that said, I'm gonna jump in and just tell you guys basically the seven steps, tips, or whatever you wanna call it, that I have basically pulled together in order to allow you to change your habits and how I changed mine. So first things first, in order to change a habit or to adopt a habit, you kind of have to know what habits you're already performing. Now this is kind of the fun part of the experiment because if you don't really know exactly how you're living your life, which it, that sounds kind of weird, but I guess like consciously, if you're not aware of the habits that are already taking place, then it's going to be really impossible to one, change your life, but also to two, know exactly how to implement new or better habits if that's kind of what you're looking to do. So kind of call this like, I guess the experimental phase because if you don't already know exactly what habits you're attacking or which ones you're introducing, then you kind of get to go into a little bit of a trial period where you start basically documenting things or you can create triggers for yourself to notice when you're doing something. One really good way of doing that is actually setting alarms on your phone um, or if you wear any kind of like, you know, fitness watch, you can do alarms that are on vibrate or you know a vibrate on your phone as well like if you don't want your alarm to basically like shout out in the middle of work or school then just kind of turn it on vibrate or you can make it a specific time of day like when the clock hits a certain hour or a certain time if you notice that the minute is ever at the 15 marker ends with a five then you kind of have to ask yourself you know what am I doing right now and there's so many different ways that you can kind of I guess get a better idea or a general overlook as to what kind of habits you're already performing but the step is kind of crucial and super important because it's not about necessarily judging the habits that you already have or you know I guess psychoanalyzing yourself and wondering like why am I doing this what is this or like just basically don't take it too seriously this is just generally wanting to know how are you living your life right now is it benefiting you are you gaining the most enjoyment do you feel like you're maxing your potential and if the answers to those questions are no then you basically have a blueprint to start with this is just like 
kind of like the foundation to which you're about to start growing on. So like I said, a really good way to do this is to document. Now, I am a journaler, so I feel like that's kind of the easiest way for me to keep track of when things are working for me and when things aren't. When I journal, I put the date on one page and underneath the date, I'll kind of just keep some point forms, very similar to bullet journaling. And then on the right side, that's kind of where I allow my thoughts to flow out. So on the left side, I would say probably like November, December, one of the things that I was tracking was just certain habits that I noticed myself, you know, performing or just like jumping in to whether it was like if I caught myself being super distracted or getting lost and procrastinating with social media one of the biggest ones I would say I had problems with in December was like turning off my technology an hour before bed which is a habit that I know would really benefit my life but it's one that I think I would I, I like I struggle with that one because you know there's like your work stuff but then there's also just like aimless scrolling I don't know it was that was the biggest one that I noticed was kind of affecting my sleep schedule at the end of December but like I said it's not really necessarily about judging your habits it's just about kind of tracking them and documenting them and basically opening up the question of like, would I or do I want to change this and will it benefit my life? So again, journaling, you can make a note on your phone, you can make triggers or little things that are going to spark your mind to basically remember to just take note, to become an observer of your life and of your habits and then to become aware of them so that then you can begin to change them. So that leads me, I guess, to the second part of changing your habits, which is basically establishing whether you're trying to introduce a new happy habit or get rid of an old habit or maybe you're trying to do both, which I would say is probably one of the most successful ways I, in my experience of getting rid of bad habits is replacing them with good habits. But that said, if there aren't any bad habits that you're necessarily trying to kick, it doesn't mean that you can't also just continue to introduce new habits into your life. A really good example of this is, I would say 2018, I really started to pick up yoga. and. I kind of went through a bit of like a crazy phase. I've talked about this a few times where like my to-do lists were like just way too long, but it was because after yoga had already become a habit of mine that I didn't even have to think about, like a certain time would just hit. And sometimes it was in the morning, sometimes it's at night. For me, it's now back in the mornings, but whenever the time came to do yoga, I would just do yoga. Like I wouldn't need to look at my to-do list for it. So it kind of gets to this point where like, you know, your habits stop being habits and they kind of just become a part of who you are. They become a part of your lifestyle. And so you don't want to like overwhelm yourself by thinking that you need to do like 12 different new habits. I would highly suggest starting with one or replacing a bad one, a big bad one. That's kind of like mostly getting in your way out of all of the things that you, you know, do in a living day. Um, I would start with that first one and replace it with a good one. Or like I said, if you don't have a bad habit, just start with one habit and slowly build off that. Because once you do that habit enough, it stops becoming a habit. Then you kind of, you know, have it ingrained in yourself, but you also open up your conscious and psychic energy to start focusing on another habit. And that's kind of how you slowly build out your life and just slowly increasingly get better every single day than you were the day before. The main point that I'm getting at here is establish whether or not you're attacking a bad habit by replacing it with a new good one, or if just in general there's a habit or something that inspires you that you want to start doing more day to day, and uh, yeah, figure out what your answer to that is because that's going to lead into the third step that I would say is super crucial when it comes to changing your habits and that's coming up with an effective plan.
Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. I think that it can be super, like I said, super easy to kind of get so excited and like, you know, just enthusiastic about new habits and you want to change your life and you want to just like change your life overnight. But the thing is, is if you don't have an, a realistic plan, then a lot of the times, and I think that we've all probably experienced this one time or another, we fall off of our habits. You know, how many of us make New Year's resolutions and by the time like March rolls around, none of us are actually doing our New Year's resolutions. It's usually because, at least from my experience, just trying to sign up for way too much at once and then not really having a realistic plan of how I'm going to actually execute those new habits. So let's say you're trying to get rid of the bad habit of eating junk food, okay? Um, if you're trying to nix the bad habit of eating junk food, you need to have an actual plan of exactly how you're going to do that. So if you're actually aware of your habits of eating junk food, for instance, one really good one and one that I've actually conquered before in my life was I went through a really long phase of ordering Uber Eats like all the freaking time. It was pretty much the end of 2017 and I would say five out of seven nights of the week I was ordering food. So not only was this not good for my health or like my general just like the foods I was eating because it's not necessarily that I was choosing terrible foods, it's just that I wasn't choosing healthy foods, you know? Like I'd be like, ah, oh, veggie burger and fries and then Thai food and then sushi and like, it wasn't that bad, but when you're eating takeout all the time, like you're increasing your sodium, you're just, it's just healthier to eat food at home. And I knew I wanted to eat food at home, but it'd become so habitual that I just didn't even think of it. Like 5 p.m. would roll around and I'd be scrolling on Uber Eats trying to figure out what I wanted to eat next. The other reason why I wanted to cut that habit was because it was obviously detrimental to my bank account. Like it's expensive to order food every single night. So when 2018 rolled around, I actually challenged myself to delete Uber Eats off of my phone, my existence. I didn't allow it back in for like three months. And then not only that, on top of that, I started I can't remember if I was meal prepping right away, but eventually I picked up the habit of meal prepping, which also helped me kick the habit of ordering food because my food was already prepared, my food was already ready, and as soon as it became time to eat, 
you know, you just open up your fridge and you grab your meal prep and you eat it. So that's kind of an example of how if you have a plan, then you open up an easy pathway to start changing your life and changing your habits because you already know exactly how, when, where, and you're not sitting there having to debate and question. So one of the things that James Clear actually talks about in Atomic Habits that I found super interesting was the fact that willpower is not something that some people have and you just don't, you know? And I think that again, that's something that our brain kind of does because we try and come up with a reason as to why some people can just crush it and have all of these like amazingly healthy habits and we don't. A lot of the times it has nothing to do with our willpower. Willpower is amazing. And we all kind of have like a battery life of willpower where let's say you are trying not to eat uber eats like right so you go four or five days in a row of resisting and resisting but the more you use your willpower the more your battery life drains and as soon as that drains you're just gonna like give up on that habit and dive in unless you actually make the plan around your habit like you create an environment for yourself that it becomes super easy to just do the habits that you're trying to do then you don't have to use that resistance you don't have to use that battery life of your willpower and that's kind of what James Clear was talking about in his book that we kind of tend to idealize and just like adore these people that seem to have more willpower than we do, but they actually don't. They may have had more willpower at the very beginning or a good jolt of willpower at the very beginning to basically create an environment for themselves where they have established a healthy lifestyle and a healthy habit. But once that habit was ingrained, it's it's because of your environment whether or not you stick with it. So that's why planning is so important. That's why it's huge to get super detailed on exactly how you're going to accomplish that habit or change your life in that way or cut out that un unhealthy habit because when you don't, you can't just rely on your willpower because all of us only have so much discipline, so much willpower before we burn out. And you'll just kind of end up cycling through all of these habits over and over again unless you create a plan that changes the environment around you that allows for an open and easy pathway for you to live the life and live out the habits that you're trying to change. So you don't have to do these points in like any order, but another one that I would say is super important when it comes to actually establishing habits that are good for your life and establishing habits that are gonna stick is to connect your habits to your why. By that I mean you need to like, I guess just ask yourself why you wanna do the habit you're either trying to change or cut out of your life or bring into your life because if your why isn't super strong and if it doesn't connect to something that is bigger for you then it's going to be really easy to kind of just toss it off to the side when it gets difficult so one of the books that I also recently read was called flow and I was talking about in a vlog actually you guys will see this vlog on Wednesday of this week I was talking about how it basically cracked open this epiphany for me and what I got out of it at the very end was feeling like I had finally found, I guess, a bit more of a crystal clear vision of exactly what my mission on earth feels like. Like I've always kind of known that I was here and just like, I felt like I had like a driven purpose. Like I've always felt like I've been driving towards something, but in terms of like exactly what I was driving towards, always felt a little bit foggy. Like I couldn't see it clearly. And that book really helped me, I guess, sharpen exactly the vision and exactly the message that I feel like I just, I needed to hear that I'm here for, you know? And so now when I'm looking at all of my habits, even just in the last like week, it's been so much easier for me to cut off even just mental habits. Like I'm talking negative, you know, triggers, things that you'll see that just instantly put you in a bad mood or 
you know, setbacks or frustrations or patience and little things that normally kind of tend to kick into just my overall state of being and kind of put me in a weird place and just bad habits, just bad thought habits, bad like day-to-day -day habits, little things that were starting to get in my way were super easy to just like clear out of my path again because as soon as I reconnected to my purpose, it made it so that everything was just kind of like either helping me get that purpose or it wasn't. And if it wasn't and you're strongly connected to your purpose, it's so easy to just like get rid of the things that no longer are serving you, you know? And you don't have to know what your life's purpose is by any means. It could even just be what is your purpose this month? Like if your purpose this month is to just just get on like a healthy kick, a healthy train. You don't want to, you know, figure out what you have to do with the rest of your life per se, but let's just say that your purpose for this month only is to just eat as healthy as possible, to drink more water, to get more sleep, to just do whatever it is that's connecting to something that is really important to you. When things are really important to us, we make time for them. And when things aren't, we easily procrastinate or cut them off to the side. So connect your habits, connect your bad habits that you're trying to get rid of, just connect it to a bigger why. And it doesn't need to be like your lifetime why, even just like my reason why is because this is healthy for me and I wanna be healthy because I wanna unconditionally love myself. Or like, I wanna do this because, you know, it's going to help me take a step up in my career or whatever habit it is that you're trying to establish into your life. Just make sure it connects to a deeper sense of who you are and the success that you're looking for in your day to day. So my next one is kind of the fun one. This is the one that I, I feel like I enjoy this step the most and it's asking yourself what does success look like and feel like once you've established or kicked that habit. Now, this is, again, you can do this so many different ways. I find meditating really helps me with this because when you go inside your mind and like you ask yourself, okay, I'm trying to learn how to play the guitar, right? So let's say that's your habit. You're gonna pick up your guitar every single day. So you go and you sit down and you meditate and you close your eyes and then you ask yourself, what does it look like when you've successfully nailed that habit? And then when you picture it, you might picture yourself just like ripping riffs on a guitar, like up on stage or doing something with that habit once it's already ingrained into your life. Then to back that up with the feeling is important. And this is important in terms of whether or not you believe in manifestation, this is just going to get you in the right mindset in a lot of ways. This is locking yourself in so that you're ready to just like, nothing's gonna stop you. And if you can basically picture what success looks like with that habit or without that habit in your life anymore, and then back that up with the feeling of what it feels like to have conquered that habit or kicked that habit, you have created kind of like a false reality in your mind where your mind actually starts to believe that that's the truth. And so thus it becomes way easier to kind of, I guess in a lot of ways, just like follow the pathway into success. So you can journal this, you can med meditate on it. You can just, you can talk about it with people that are also maybe trying to do the same habits as you, but just establishing what does success look like and feel like with whatever habit that I'm trying to change in my life. So that actually leads me to the next tip, which is to actually go ahead and now clear your path. Once you know what habit you're trying to adopt or kick into your life, 
are out of your life. Um, you want to now clear the pathway between you and the success that we just envisioned. The way to do that is, and this is totally from the Atomic Habits book, but this one has been, again, just so huge in terms of the minute I catch myself kind of picking up old habits from like 2019 or wanting to like kind of kick the new habits that I have introduced. Those little moments where you're just like, mm, do I really have to do this? Or like, mm, does it really matter that much? You instantly just draw back to this. If you're trying to attain a good habit in your life, make it attractive. And if you're trying to kick a bad habit in your life, make it unattractive. And that's a very easy thing for our minds to do. Let's say you're trying to quit smoking, okay? So obviously you're gonna have that trigger that's like, ooh, I wanna smoke. Like if, you're, if your body's accustomed to smoking cigarettes all day. The way to kick it is to make the thought of smoking, the habit of smoking, everything that surrounds smoking, make it feel unattractive to you. So picture exactly what your lungs are gonna look like or you know, just basically anything that you have to do that would make that habit feel unattractive. Or like I said, if you're trying to pick up a new habit, let's say you're trying to hit the gym every morning, Monday to Friday for 30 minutes. You wake up on the first Monday and you're like, oh my God, the last thing I wanna do right now is go to the gym. The trick is to make going to the gym seem attractive. One of the ways that I actually have found has helped me the most when it comes to yoga and the gym is definitely workout gear. Now I'm just like, I am, I, I'm an aesthetic person. Like I feel like I like to picture a mood and then kind of express myself through the way that I wear my clothes, the way that I like, just the way that you put things together, you know what I mean? Like your house and your whatever. So I feel like that's a big way that I tend to express my feelings. And so when I think about making going to the gym seem more attractive, if I feel like I have a cute, like paired up yoga set, or if I feel like I have just like a ballin' outfit to go on a run in, it's making me more excited. It's making the thought of going for a run or the thought of spending an hour and trying not to like be distracted and just do yoga, it's gonna make it seem so much more attractive to me. And that's just because that's just the way my brain works. But becoming or making a habit become attractive can be different for a lot of different people. Another thing could be like, what if it's listening to your favorite playlist when you work out? It could be, you know, maybe there's a cute guy at the gym that you just like to see. So you, you, you make it attractive in that way, or you get a gym buddy and that person's kind of holding you accountable and, and you just like kind of, basically make whatever it is that you're trying to do seem like it's a super attractive idea so that it's so easy for you to just want to do it or obviously vice versa you make the habit that you're trying to kick out of your life seem really gross and unattractive to you and like just like ooh, so that when that impulse to do that bad habit kicks in you're kind of like uh no no thank you that was like a weird flare i'm just gonna get right back into you know, the pathway that I've cleared for myself. So my last and final tip when it comes to changing your habits, especially for the new year, is just to get through the first week, even though the first week of 2020 is already gone. Even if you've set resolutions and you already, you know, feel like you failed or you didn't set resolutions and now you're feeling like you missed the ball, screw it. Honestly, time is such an illusion. All you need is like one strong week of dedication. After the first week, it becomes easier. Think about it, like the first time hitting the gym, the first time doing that habit, the first time that you're trying to either not do something that has become habitual or introduce something new that you've never done before, it's going to feel uncomfortable. And as long as you can basically mentally prepare yourself for that, just become aware of the fact that it isn't gonna feel good the first time, 
you can kind of, I guess, give yourself that insurance policy of like, I know that the first week is going to kind of feel crappy or suck or uncomfortable. But once I get through the first week, the second time is going to be easier. Third time will be even easier than that. Fourth time will be so easy. I'm not thinking about it. The fifth time, I don't even need to write it down on my to-do list anymore because it's officially become a habit. And I feel like this is where most of us either fall off or give up is within that first week because it is always the most uncomfortable. It's always the beginning that we need the most energy, that we need the most discipline, that we need the most focus. But once you get through that first little area, that first trial period, that first week, everything will start to flow more naturally. Everything will start to feel a lot easier. And then slowly but surely, you'll notice that all of your habits are starting to change and thus your life is starting to change, thus your destiny starts to change, thus just you change and you're just all around exactly what you envisioned and you feel what you were feeling and you've gained success with changing habits in your life. So there you guys have it. Those are my seven tips when it comes to changing habits in your life, specifically for the new year, new decade. I wanna hear what kind of habits you guys have been changing. Be sure to leave them in a comment. I would say that for 2020, the biggest ones has been, okay, one of them, one of the big ones, and it's normally when I'm driving, but just in general, is catching myself when I start to hit like a negative spiral. And I feel like it's totally normal for us to do this, but I find that I could be having the best day in the world and like someone could cut me off or, you know, just something like reading a nasty comment or something along those lines. And all of a sudden I catch myself, even if it's not about what the person said or the fact that the person cut me off, it just like instantly triggers this like negative loop that I find myself getting a little stuck in sometimes. So I've made it kind of, I guess a habit in a lot of ways to catch myself in those negative loops and instead to spin it or like flip it on its head and try and bring unconditional love to the situation, which sounds kind of corny, but basically just like, you know, if it's someone coming off, I'm like, you know what, let's just let them in. Let's not let that bother me. Or if I read something mean, it's like that person might be having a bad day. I hope they're Gucci, but I'm not going to take that too personally and just kind of move on with my life. And again, I feel like I'm only in like week two of 2020, but I started to introduce a lot of the habits that I was looking to take into the new year in December. And I'm still feeling a little uncomfortable with some of them, especially like the catching yourself in the negative loop. But some other ones are just, you know, yoga. I've been doing way better at staying less distracted with yoga and meditation, journaling, and a lot of like book related things. I've talked about a lot of them in my blog. So if you guys want to catch up on habits, then definitely go check out or check out this Wednesday when it goes live. But yeah, those are basically the main ones that I've been kind of focusing on. Not too much pressure on 2020 and just kind of drifting in and keeping the good habits sharp and the bad habits ugly in at bay. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's espresso chat. If you guys have any other gist, adulting or motivating, any like topics that fall under that, that would go under the espresso brews, leave those down below as well, because I'm taking all of the requests for 2020 and just basically mapping out all of the espresso brews that we're going to do. The plan is to have at least one of all of the different brews every single month. So I'm taking tons of requests for any of the brews, but specifically considering we just did an espresso brew, you can leave your espresso brew requests down below. Aside from that, I hope you guys enjoyed today's coffee talk and I'll talk to all of you guys next week. Bye guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully 
done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.